0: Welcome, welcome, welcome back to Rise of Purpose podcast. My name is David Rochelle III, and I am your host. I'm excited for today's topic. What we're going to talk about today is something often seen as taboo. And of course, uh, although it's all around us, many people say that there are two topics that you just absolutely do not discuss. One is politics, and the other one is religion. And today's discussion, we're going to talk about religion, and spirituality. Today's guest is Cherie Amor who is a mom, wife, daughter, sister, friend, nurse, college professor, entrepreneur, and you get this, cannabis enthusiast, and individual. Cherie has been very open and honest about her journey that we're all taking and throughout life and wants to share some of her insights. She's here to laugh, love, and learn with all of us. Any questions that you may feel in your heart and your spirit that you want to ask Sheree, she's all welcome to them and no topics are off limits. So there may be some hemming and hawing, but we'll rise together. So Sheree, welcome to our podcast. How are you today?
1: I'm doing well. Thanks, David. How are you? I'm
0: good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited to have you here. And just so the audience uh, knows that. Tree. this is going to be your first podcast with me of many, many more. So today we're actually going to start off with religion and spirituality. And, you know, I'm especially interested in this one because, you know, growing up in Louisiana, I was told, you know, what my spirituality was going to be, what my religion is going to be. And as most of us, we're often um, forced to actually adopt something that we don't quite understand. Mm-hmm. So you grew up in a Christian household. So talk to us about what was it like growing up in your household and, you know, what did you
1: experience? Um, actually, thank you. Um, growing up Christian at the time, I really enjoyed it. I thought that's how everyone was. Um, later on, I, I thought that I had grown up pretty diversely. Um, with different ethnicities around me. My dad was in the Air Force. Um, but when I look back on it, it wasn't very diverse because although people may have looked differently, we were still living on the military base and we all like, we worshiped together. We all fellowshiped together. So it was all Christian. Um, the most diverse part was we were Protestant and then the other service was Catholic. And then there was a Lutheran service. Okay, But it's all the same vein, you know? Um, so that was, that was what I saw growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of church attendance. He was in church all day on Sunday. <laughs> um, you went to church throughout the week because Wednesday night is Bible study. And then you have choir practice and you have like women's fellowship. And it was just something always going on. Um, and I don't regret any of it i i feel that it was definitely fellowship and it definitely um shaped who i am but and and i think that shaping who i am or who who i've become Mm -hmm. was very difficult um once i got older because i started questioning things okay and so i was actually questioning who am i so
0: was this you're questioning who you were as far as I just want to be clear uh, as far as who you are as a person or, you know, your beliefs, you know, or, you know, your, the, those inborn traits, mm-hmm. you know, nature versus nurture, mm-hmm. you know, and, you know, I, I like to bring that up because, you know, we, we have our natural tendencies, but then we all, we've, we've also been nurtured to be a certain way. And so, you know, where did you, you know, so as far as your question is concerned, you know, what was what was nature? What was nurture? You know, so
1: talk to us about that. So I I was one of those people, Like, if I saw you and when we met, like, oh, hey, David, what? nice to meet you. Where do you worship? Where do you go to church? Do You want to come visit my church? You know, that was me. We're saving souls. You know, we're doing all of that. Right. But um, I would hear things in church that seemed kind of questionable to me mm-hmm. um i remember sitting in church and um, like i said my father was air force so we moved around a lot but when we would go home to visit my parents family in north carolina um my pastor i remember her saying i'm adam and eve not adam and steve and then i remember seeing um my aunt who her husband was beating her ass can i say ass yeah, I said, you say that. Um, he was beating her ass and nobody did anything. Um, and then I was seeing all these other things happening in the church. And I, I had always questioned those things, mm-hmm. but never really my religion.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: so when I went away to college, um, my mom, she would call me on Sundays and ask if I was up for chapel. I'm like, mom, of course I'm up for chapel. I had to go to chapel so I could go to brunch. Right. Mm-hmm. So mom, of course I'm up for chapel. And then one day I just asked her, why don't you ever call me um, during the week to make sure I'm up from, for class? And she said, I know you're going to get up and go to class, but you might not go to church and I need to make sure that your soul is safe. Oh, wow. So that was you know, my mom, she's like, you know, they're wanting to continue ingraining mm-hmm. this these things in you. And I think a lot of it is because I was telling her about different people I was meeting. Okay. And I had never, you know, I, I knew one family that was Muslim Okay. when I was growing up, mm-hmm. just one. I never, um, to my knowledge, I never knew anyone that was atheist. I had never met anyone who was Hindu or Buddhist or anything else, right? Mm-hmm it was just christian so when i'm at college i'm meeting different people um and starting to question different things i'm like wait a minute Mm -hmm. if god is so big and so all knowing and so omnipresent why why would god manifest themselves in one way Mm -hmm. when there are all these people around the world, mm-hmm. and I had question. I used to question this before when I was younger,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but you get a little, um, little pat and little, you know, a little crumb of satisfaction um, um, to kind of satisfy your answer. Oh, yeah, and yeah, then yeah. you just, you know, you keep it moving.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I started questioning more, and and as a black woman, mm-hmm. I really questioned. Well, what religion? would I be practicing um, if my ancestors weren't stolen from their land Mm. and and brought here? Right. Um, What religion would we be be practicing if not for the Crusades?
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, When you look back during slavery, um, our ancestors weren't allowed to learn to read or write, but you need to know what's in this book so you can be a good slave to your master.
0: Right, exactly.
1: That's not the kind of God... (laughs) i would be serving you know right so while i say i am i am ancestrally christian
0: mm-hmm.
1: um and that's like a little term i guess i've kind of coined myself i, but like, I like that ancestry i'm ancestrally christian Christian, okay and, and i i look at that because i i um i've heard and i and i really believe this is true because i again i try to study different religions mm-hmm. um and again i study different i study different religions because i am a nurse and i feel that it helps me better interact with people. I want to understand who you are so I can better care for you. Absolutely.
0: You know? Your cultural competency.
1: It's, yeah, cultural competency. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Um,
0: and so, you know, with that being said, you know, I, I, I'm listening to you and I'm, I'm loving the conversation uh, as far as just, you know, our, our Christian beliefs. And then, you know, I, I remember when I first really just kind of like started paying attention. And it, it wasn't until college where mm-hmm. I began taking these classes, and of course, in you know college they teach you to think. And what was great about that it was uh, we were talking about religion, and we were talking about uh, Mahatma, uh, Mahatma Gandhi. Mm-hmm. And so Gandhi was like, you know, he he loved Christ, he loved the concept of Christ, but he would never call himself a Christian because the people that follow him aren't Christ-like. Mm-hmm. And O M G that was something that resonated within me because when you look at people in society, you, you can't always tell who's a Christian Mm -hmm. and because of their behavior patterns, because if they're not within the four walls of the church, you have no idea that they have any type of spirituality. Mm -hmm. And so for me, uh, I grew up in, you know, a Baptist household and, you know, under Christianity. And so with that being said, you know, I've always had a spiritual life that I've always embraced. But now when people ask me, well, you know, what do you, what is your religion? I say, well, I'm spiritual. I am mm-hmm. right? I'm, I'm a spiritual being. I believe in one God. Mm-hmm. However, at the same token, I don't believe that there's one way to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. And so I'm very spiritual. I pray routinely. And uh, it's just interesting how, of course, in the, uh, the black community. And of course, as you mentioned, dealing with, Uh, the religions that was uh, introduced, uh, aka forced upon us, you know, what would we actually be practicing Mm -hmm. if we were still native of Africa? So, you know, and and, and looking at, you know, changing beliefs, you know, how are you um, expanding or even extending your beliefs and how you process
1: spirituality and religion to your children? Okay, and that's, that is a good question. And um, since I am new to mm-hmm. this, um, you guys need to know David is awesome. He and my husband are great Sharia Moore wranglers because I get sidetracked sometimes. OK, so what I, I do want to hit back on that note, the ancestrally Christian, mm-hmm. um, because I think about how um, Jewish people, mm-hmm. like if, if your mother's Jewish, then you're Jewish. Mm-hmm. Right. So I, this is the religion that was thrust upon me. Mm-hmm. Um, and the way that I'm raising my children, uh, my husband and I has been difficult um, because my parents want to take them to church with them. My parents would love it if we went to church with them. Um, but I just, I can't do it. I feel like I've been there. I've done that. I'm good. You know, um, I feel like I've had enough church <laughs> for, uh, like, I've had enough church. Okay. Um, and people will come and come up to me and try to test me and like, well, you know, you should go to church and this, that, and the other, and they're asking all kinds of things and saying things. I start spitting scriptures at them. I'm like, look, I'm good. Mm -hmm. I know what the book says. I've been there. Mm -hmm. I'm a confirmed Protestant. I went through confirmation. Mm -hmm. Um, I've done all of that. I'm good. So now with my children or with our children, we do allow them to attend church with my parents. Uh, the kids are not necessarily fans of going, um, but I do think that there are some good things that can come out of it, and in that fellowship and that love, and some some of the I'm not going to lie, like I really enjoyed um, some of the festivities and and um, events and rituals is what mm-hmm. I want rituals mm-hmm. that would occur at church. Um, if you grew up Black in the South and you were going to church, you might be singing on the bus sometimes. Somebody might start singing a gospel song or, you know, because you're, you're going to a basketball game and y'all start praying and you just start having church on the bus. And that's great. And I love it. And I want my children to be able to be a part of that, but I don't want it to be at the cost of their individuality and trying to figure out who they are and what they believe Mm -hmm. Um, the biggest part or the hardest part of this journey for me, other than my parents kind of being hurt, like of hurting my parents Mm -hmm. um, by telling them I'm not Christian, I'm not a Christian or I'm not a practicing Christian because I do feel that, I mean, like I said, ancestrally Christian deep down, I always be Christian. You so know.
0: let me jump in real quick. <clears throat> so when you say um, practicing Christian, do you, I mean, do you believe that you need to be within a church in order to practice being a Christian or, you know, or do you believe in the you know, the the saying where, where there are two or more gathered in my name?
1: There I am in the mist. There he is in the midst. Yes. I told you, we throw those scriptures out there. Yeah. Um. Again, I'm, I'm more spiritual. Okay. Um, like I said before, I don't believe that God is so small that God could not manifest themselves in more than one way. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that Christians have a monopoly on being good people. Um, I have met some Christians who are horrible people. We know that a lot of wars and terrorist acts mm-hmm. are have been carried out in the name of God. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't want you know, such atrocities carried out in my name. So I'm pretty sure God is like, that wouldn't me. Yeah, absolutely. You know, um, but I think the the hardest part for me on this journey was saying to myself that I'm not a Christian. Mm-hmm. I'm not a Christian. And that was so hard. I can say that now, mm-hmm. um, saying to myself and saying aloud, it, it, I don't think I believe that Jesus is the son of God. That is... Yo, people, I'm a sci-fi person, okay? Mm-hmm. I love Marvel, DC, um, anything sci-fi, Lovecraft Country. I'm on it, right? But if we heard this story today about some chick that was pregnant and she says, she goes to some uh, some guy and was like, yo, I know we're not together like that and we haven't had sex yet, mm-hmm. but I'm pregnant. Can you be my baby's daddy? Um and we we'll and we're gonna tell people and she, no, she's telling him hey I don't know how I got pregnant but an angel came to me and said that I was gonna be pregnant by God by God mm-hmm. and I'm carrying this child of God will you be my baby's daddy and we're gonna live like this and then we're traveling you know along no, so what what is it I'm so I'm
0: trying not to laugh
1: what is it
0: uncontrollably because you're right. If this was, if this, the story of Mary was placed in today's context, people would just straight up say BS.
1: hmm They're like this, Joseph. Joseph, what you mean that's, that's God's baby and, right. and she hasn't been, Joseph.
0: Joseph, Joseph don't, Joseph, don't be that naive. Don't. And na- naive is actually being, yeah, naive is being uh, nice, but you know, it's, it's, um, you know, these are things that we, we don't know. We, we, we are, you know, of course, these are concepts that are, well, I say, forced upon us, you know, to learn, to accept, to adapt and adopt and make it our way of life. And at the end of the day, you know, for me, I look at spirituality being uh, the highest priority because, I mean, it, it's right along the lines of, you know, mental health as well. And so, you know, mental health a whole nother search, uh, uh topic that we'll get into, but when you look at wellness, mm-hmm. holistically as an individual, spirituality comes first, followed by physical, intellectual, emotional, socially. All right. And last but not least, occupational. Those are the six dimensions of wellness. And so you have to have a spiritual life. If you do not have a spiritual life, that you are, are fostering, that you are taking care of, that you're making sure that it continues to grow. There is a missing dimension of your overall wellness. And I think people need to make sure that they understand that there is a difference between you know, being religious and actually having
1: a spiritual life. Yes, I, can, I, I agree. Um, I think that organized religion is not for me. I have literally tried I've tried mm-hmm. um, attending other churches other, um, other denominations of mm-hmm. churches I've um, attended churches that are very open where the um, pastor is um, is gay and is married to a man and the there are you know transgender people in the um, congregation mm-hmm. and you know families of different you know, different, um, makeups, but it was still Christian. And I still had to go back to this, um, belief that Jesus is the son of God. And that was still, that's difficult for me. Um, a lot of the the stories in the Bible, difficult for me. Mm -hmm. Um, if we look at, um, the Greek and Roman gods, Mm -hmm. that you know, we, if we look at that now and we talk about, you know, um, these Greek and Roman gods from before we're like, Oh, that's just Greek mythology, right? That's Roman mythology. Mm-hmm. This isn't real. How could these people possibly believe that there are these guys living on top of Mount Olympus, mm-hmm. um, in charge of all these things. Ha ha ha. How silly are they? Right. But yo, Jesus, you know, that's, yeah. that's where we are. Right. And so I am very, um, spiritual. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that you can get something from nothing. Mm-hmm. So I do believe that there's something bigger than myself. Mm-hmm. I hope that I am allowing my children the opportunity to kind of figure this out. Um, I'm there to guide them. But if they have questions, I'm not going to treat them like um, like it's blasphemy. Mm-hmm. Like, honey, ask me a question. It's okay. <laughs> ask questions. How do we learn if we don't ask questions?
0: Absolutely right. I agree with you 100%. And, you know, with that being said, you know, to the Rise of Purpose Nation, I do want all of you to understand that, you know, this is a discussion. This is a discussion that um, can take place anywhere. Uh, It is a discussion that uh, is based on the opinions of the individuals uh, involved. And of course, you are entitled to your own opinion because that's all we have. Uh, at the end of the day. Even you know when we look at what's right and what's wrong, it is based on opinion. It's based on what's socially acceptable. And we have to understand that our right and wrong is based on opinion. And at the end of the day, when it comes to religion, there's not one person on this planet that can tell us exactly how to get to heaven or how to get out of hell. Mm-hmm. So with that being said, Sheree, Uh, I thank you for your time today. I know that we we've gone over a lot. We talked about some things, uh, and as we mentioned earlier, uh, Cherie is a wife, mom, daughter, sister, friend, nurse, college professor, entrepreneur, cannabis enthusiast, and individual. She is here to help us with, you know, just opening up and being transparent about this journey that we're all taking through our lives. She wants to laugh, love, and learn with us. And I'm so happy that she's uh, been a part of this uh, specific podcast. And of course, I will be inviting her back. So, you know, with that being said, Cherie, as we begin to wrap up this podcast, um, what is your key takeaway for the Rise of Purpose audience?
1: Okay, for today, I definitely want you all to realize that you're not alone. Um, If you've had these thoughts of Is this what I believe? And if it is what you believe, good for you. You know, whatever makes you a better person, I think that's great. But um, allow yourself some grace if you're going through, um, through these thought processes. If someone you love is going through them and you don't necessarily agree, allow them some grace. That's what I want you guys to take away from this today.
0: All right, Sheree. Thank you for joining us. I look forward to our next chat on the Rise of Purpose podcast. Once again, thank you for joining me. Once again, my name is David Rochelle III. I am a host. I will be here next week, and next week's topic will be posted. So make sure that you are following us, make sure that you're sharing this information. And as always, We hope that you learned something today so that when you know better, you can do better and you can be better. Until next time, continue to rise to purpose.